It's the 120 Podcast with Benjamin Hootie and Mikey Fernelli coming at you for the first episode of April and the first episode since we have seen Chicago Cubs baseball in 2023 sitting at the season one and two on the year now. That number will get hopefully significantly higher as we record weekly. And Ben, I have an icebreaker, but first I want to ask, where is your confidence right now? One through 10 as we record on Sunday night. Oh, man. I love I love the opening season overreactions. Yeah. I'll say I mean like where was my confidence at to begin the season? I don't know, like an eight probably. Yeah. Nine. Yeah. I'll put it I'll put it at a seven. Yeah, I was gonna say a seven. It went down a notch. Oh yeah, Dansby and that pitching staff, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it later. We'll get to it. All right, here's my icebreaker. This was a suggestion actually from a fan. Um what is your favorite year that to be a Cubs fan that was not the year we won the World Series? I think the uh, I my favorite year was 2015. I mean, I it's it it feels like they blend at this point, but 2015 I sometimes say was just as fun as 2016 mm-hmm. because it had been so long since we had won anything, and just like having like the young guys come up and the team wasn't really that good. Like there wasn't a lot of stars on the team. It was just kind of Rizzo and that was about it. But like Brian and Schwarbs and Russell and. Solaire were all coming up and I don't know. That's that year was just a lot of fun and beating the Cardinals in the playoffs was uh, even better. I was going to say the same thing. So I don't want to give the cheap answer, but I just love Jake Arietta uh, on Twitter. One of my favorite all time tweets with uh, the pirates posting the hype video pre wildcard game and mm-hmm. Jake Arietta retweeting it and saying, whatever keeps your hope alive, it doesn't matter. And then pitching just a gem against him. I mean, I feel like even seven, eight years later, if a pitcher did that now, it would be like frowned upon. Like it would be, people would be mad about it now. I feel like, but like seven, eight years ago, that was like, that was cool. And only Jake Arietta could get away with that. Even today. He's just, he's the best. He's, he really is. He's so great. Even still a decent, he's still a decent follow on Twitter. Yeah. But he's not, they don't do that podcast with him anymore though. I don't think the Barstool one. Yeah. I, I don't know what happened with him. I don't know if he got fired or something. Something crazy happened with Something that happened. barstool baseball thing. Yeah, um, I don't know if you're if you're a former barstool baseball fan now joining us on the 120 pod, we welcome you in. And uh, but first, let's talk a little bit about the Cubs season. As you said, we got to get into it. So let's start with the positive. It's easy to start with it. Game one, uh, all the runs came in that one inning. Guys knocking each other around the bases. Uh, Dansby getting off to a really hot start. Uh, Trey Mancini getting a hit. Ian Happ. A bunch of guys who you knew would be the guys who would be the ones who would be at the plate and. Then from there, it did not go as well the rest of the weekend. But Ben, let's stop on first here with game one win. What were what were your favorite things about that that day one win? Yeah, I mean, just like the energy and the vibe around it was just so cool. I it, I was so jealous I wasn't there because Me too. it 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 felt it feels like it was the first time uh, we had gone into opening day with the expectations in a couple of years now. So I the, I know the vibe was super super high. It always is, but something felt a little different about it this year. Uh, and then the game starts and Marcus Stroman just goes out there and deals. I mean, what a performance by him. I'm pretty sure it was six innings pitched, eight strikeouts, zero earned runs. And he just kept, he just kept the ball down the entire day. Like he, he hardly went up in the zone at all. He just kept throwing that Sanker sink. I said Sanker cause it's Sanker going to be sinking, but um, yeah, he just kept throwing that sinker down and it, it was giving the Brewers problems all day. And all he wanted was for the ball to get on the ground. So Dansby and Nico can do something with it and it worked, but he ended up getting more strikeouts to go along with it. 
Speaking of the Sanker, I had a friend who's not a huge fan, but she wanted to follow along and she told she asked me um what a slurve was because she was following along on the ESPN app. And I said, It's it's what it sounds like. It's a slider and a curveball. And she goes, Oh, what I've never heard of that. And I'm like, I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking Sanker's gonna sank. It's gonna go. I love it. But uh, you know, obviously, like you said, Ben, I that that game was really strong. I watched pretty much the whole thing during class, as you did, I'm sure. And yeah, Marcus pitched an absolute gem. Six innings, perfect. If we can get that from him every day, he starts, or at least even three-fourths of the time, he will be far and away the, the proper number one option on this team, at least until Kyle Hendricks returns to form. Yeah, and I'm never going to expect that every single day out of Marcus Stroman. I have a feeling that he definitely he loves to feed off that kind of energy that the crowd was giving him, and that definitely contributed to the yeah. way that he was pitching for sure. So you're at a Cubs game and you're watching Marcus Stroman pitch, make sure you're uh, just cheering as loud as possible because he loves, he loves that. He loves to pitch in those environments. And he was talking about it after the game too. Speaking of the energy at the, at the landmark too, did you see literally two days in Dansby posted already with like his whole family and on field, like saying like Wrigleyville or something like that. Like he, I mean, I, I'm the type of guy I don't really like to read into athletes, Instagram posts, because it may very well even be the representation, not them, but this seemed like it was from him and it, and it's cool to see that already from day one, he's already kind of feeling the, the energy. No, for sure. And I feel like that happens with every single Chicago athlete, but I, 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 it's just as important with Dansby because, you know, we took him, I'm I'm not going to say we took him away because he clearly signed with us, but no matter how much he says it, it still feels like there was like a hole left in where when he left Atlanta. Um, he always says that that was his home his entire life. So it, it's tough making the jump from Chicago to Atlanta, but I think it definitely helps that he has his wife here. And just, I mean, every single time he came to the plate on uh, Thursday, he got the loudest ovation every single time. Be, probably because Cubs fans are just so appreciative that he would take a risk or a chance on our team. And, you know, he's willing to build on the next great Cubs team. And I love that Mallory and the Red Stars are getting a lot more attention from Cubs fans due to that, too. They I think it was some kind of like decently followed Cubs fan account has been posting Red Stars updates, too, about Mallory Swanson. And she had a great I watched the video. She had a great goal uh, that tied the tied the match against Alex Morgan's San Diego team. And they ended up losing. But uh, and Dansby was there. It was before the season started. So it was uh, it's pretty cool. It's a, it's a it's the power couple of Chicago sports at this point. That is a fact. I just go back to my tweet. I th- I remember you texting me about it when it happened. Uh, I said, I think I said it like uh, what right before he signed, like a week or something like that. It's like let's make Mallory Pugh a Chicago legend. <laughs> she fully changed her jersey to Swanson now too. So yeah. they are they are Mallory truly Swanson. the Swansons of Chicago, and it's and I know she used to be Mallory Pugh. You're not wrong, um, but I know sometimes a lot of athletes will not change it. But they are fully the Swansons, and they are ready to take over the city for a decade plus. And speaking of which. He was still shining in game two, uh, even though the Cubs lost three to one. I'll segue into that. He was, I think, still six for eight when that game ended. But the Cubs ended up allowing uh, three runs and two only one. And uh, Ben, in this one, tell me a little bit about this one. Let me sidetrack real quick because we ne- we didn't even bring it up. Yeah, Dansby Swanson in opening day had a hell of a day. We were talking about yeah. we were talking so much about his family that we forgot about the actual play. Yeah. What do you go three for four? I and believe so. He was. I'll, I remember he was six for eight after two games, which is awesome. 
Okay, yeah. And one of those the first the first at bat that he had uh on a warm Chicago day, it's on it's on the center field berm. Like Yeah. But uh, I was, what, what was it like a 106 exit 109 like, exit velo. Yeah. yeah. It was it, it was crushed it was and it just kept it in. Uh but yeah, game 2. Um <laughs> this is when the overreaction started to come yes. immediately. And it was so funny because you know people kind of forgot what happened on opening day because really it was just one nice inning out of the Cubs offense and great pitching. Other than that overreaction started as soon as we got to uh Saturday because nobody could hit besides Ian Happ. I'm pretty sure the only Cubs that yeah. got hits on Saturday, we got three hits. Two Swanson of them had, came from Dansby yeah. and then one from Ian. I'm you know what I really wish you were right because it would have been so impressive. I have it up. It's you were one off with both. Dansby three and half two. And you're you're would have been you were closer than I was. So um but yeah, five hits in the day, just Dansby and Ian. And the two RBI or sorry, all of the RBIs from the Brewers came from the two most random players they could have, William Contreras and Jesse Winker. Of course, the two new guys too. But yeah, it was just the overreaction started to go crazy. Um, then I started seeing more Cubs accounts tweet about the AAA lineup. Yeah. Because of how many possible impact players are on that AAA lineup. Well, Mervis and Morell have both been raking. I don't know if you saw that, yeah, but like, they, they've they're been both doing, going nuts. They are doing very, very well. And but, Javier Assad in this game was not the brightest he's going to be in his career. So I think there was a natural instinct even though neither of those two I named are pitchers that people were like wow was this guy really you know worthy of a roster spot yeah I people don't realize what Javier Assad could bring to the table um I I heard from a couple of friends and such that like oh my god this Javier Assad guy sucks trust me I I've seen the stuff go watch the world baseball classic tape he is filthy there's a reason he earned the roster spot and if you look at the bullpen options other than Javier Assad, there's not many. So I trust, I think, I think Cubs fans, it's, it's a tough look on the second day of the season, but especially walking a guy when he wants to bunt, I, I, th- I think Cubs fans are going to, to find a greater appreciation of Javier Assad once we get down the line. All right, moving on to the rest of this pitching staff through this weekend, at least in general, we saw some Michael Fulmer, and we saw a lot of Mark Leiter Jr. Are you surprised of what we've seen from Mark and that he's even a Chicago Cub on, on this team? Or no, because of, like you said, lack of bullpen options? I I don't think so. I mean, there's a reason. They did DFA him later in the offseason, but, you know, he still came back around, like, of course. he. I mean, he's like one of those guys last year, too. We talked about it earlier earlier on the pod, like in the earlier episodes with Adrian Sampson, he's just kind of one of those guys that just goes out and pitch pitches. Now he was a little, he was a little worse than Adrian Sampson was a year ago, but that was when they had him starting when he went to the bullpen. He was pretty, he was pretty nails for the most part. And I know right now I'm looking at his numbers. He's He's got two innings pitched. He has yet to give up a run. He's only allowed two walks. So I mean, this team, this team needs options. They they need guys to throw at, especially right now with Brandon Hughes out for a little bit longer. So if Mark Leiter is just gonna keep going out there, getting the ball and throwing shutout innings, I'll I'll take it. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll be completely honest. I during spring training, I was wondering if he would because I remember them formally DFAing him. I I was wondering if he was on the fence, but it's good to see him getting some quality innings early on. Also, Adbert getting a couple quality innings today, actually, too. And we'll yeah, get into today in a second, but yeah. No, go, that's, go ahead. That was that was good to see. Yeah, it was good to see um, Abbott getting a couple quality innings. I was watching with a friend, and he was talking about he remembers when they tried him as a starter. And I th- I told him, I said, we've talked about it in this pod before, that his future with the Cubs is as a reliever. And I think he's buying into that. I don't think he has any reason not to at this point. Yeah, two innings pitched. Just he he was he looked great today. He looked great. And I started watching. You and I were both working on Redbird Sports today, so we didn't get to watch much. Uh, I started watching in the seventh when we were down nine to three. I walked in right as we got the bases loaded and Jan Gomes hit one, another one that could have had some July air underneath it and, and went out of the park, but came up just short. And then a crucial at bat for Cody Bellinger almost turned two, ended up being one out. Let's talk about Cody for a second. Where are we at on him? That was the subject line in my email to you today, Ben, with the, with the Zoom link. Why can't Cody Bellinger get a hit? Oh my God! Where, he's one of our X factors. He was one of our six. Yeah, he's we get we're, we're we're experiencing the Cody Bellinger experience. Uh, yeah, you know what? It's it once again. This is me overreacting. Cody Bellinger could what? What has he had? Ten at bats so far. Yeah, something like that. I think today he, was his like eleventh. He could get five hits in the next three days and all of a sudden Cody Ballinger's back to MVP form. Like it's, it's, that's just how it is. That's just how baseball goes, but no, it was really tough because he did come up in a couple of crucial moments throughout the entire weekend, whether it was the game we won or um, Saturday and Sunday. So uh, it's tough. And I think we could start to make a better judgment about it next week when we have, what, what will we have by the time we record next week? Six, games under our belt so I we'll have about so. 10 games under our belt i think we could start to make better judgments about certain players and such like stuff like that but yeah um it's it's tough i you what i i don't know why ross had him in the four spot to begin with yeah but i don't know this so, team yeah go ahead no you keep going i, I was gonna go move on to the next part of the schedule so you move up you keep going no, I was just going to say, I, I saw it on Twitter all weekend, and this team is seriously lacking a Matt Mervis and say a Suzuki. Yep. It's funny you bring that up because I was looking into say it right before we started recording, and all pretty much all the articles are saying he's still still kind of figuring it out, and they really miss him. Oh, no. Yes. For, yeah. we, we do. He He is the perfect guy for that cleanup spot for the Cubs right now to drive in. Nico Dansby and Hap, who really are getting on all the time. They they're they're getting on and basically every other at bat at this point. I will give a note. Even though we've been really, really, really being overdramatic about the first series of the year and blah 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 and overreacting. One positive, the leftover, the one who made it through, the survivor of the Hunger Games that was the two years that we didn't really have an identity, or a year and a half, Patrick Wisdom, two home run day. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um that was that was definitely uh honestly the way the Cubs battled today after going down like that, because you know what? It's Julian Merriweather giving up those five <laughs> runs. Like it that it was yeah. a little deflating, but to see the Cubs like they had competitive at bats. They they were fighting other than the ninth inning, which with Mastroboni and Madrigal, but 
that eighth inning, the top of the order was having competitive at-bats. Cody Bellinger, we were just talking crap about him, but he at least had a competitive at-bat, and he was trying to make something happen. He smacked it into the ground, but that's all right. And, yeah, so, but wisdom, we like to see that. Two home runs on the day, that that was awesome. And, you know, he's definitely fighting for third base right now because you see Madrigal's been in there two days in a row now. Rios DH'd yesterday and played majority of third base in spring training. So wisdom is going to continue to fight. And if he could be in this lineup every day and give us 20, 30 tanks, then we'll take him. Stat time, stat time, stat time, stat time. Patrick, Wis- Patrick Wisdom has double the amount of home runs as the rest of the Cubs with Ian Happ's one. Dansby Swanson, as many hits as his number with seven. And he oh. also has the most RBIs in the team tied with P. Wizzy. And you guessed it, Cubs fans, after three games tied at the top in RBIs. Jan Gomes, who was a foot away from adding three more today, actually four more. How about it? That Jan would have been Gomes. impressive. But that's that's it for this edition of Stat Time. We need a I, we need we need a song for the intro, and we need a song for Stat Time. Let's do it. I love it. So give us give us something. I don't know. Yeah, seriously. Maybe I could get someone to sing it for us. <laughs> I, I I gotta I gotta. Uh, we 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 just glossed over this guy. I, I'm just gonna. We forgot about him. Who? How about Justin Steele? He started that ball game and it looked like it was going to be a rough day. And I was like, oh crap. And then he just settled in and he he was just like Stro. Yeah. So with him. If we're gonna take any major because as I'm sitting here right now, I'm I, I sit a little disappointed with how the weekend turned out. But there's two things that are going to be very important that will carry us to um, a lot of wins this year if if it continues to be that way. Our pitching staff and Dansby Swanson. We already talked King Dansby. We already talked about Dansby, but the way that Stroman and Steele looked, if they can just do half of that every day, we're we're in a good position to win every game. And really the only reason we lost game 2 is because of a ball that Miles Mastroboni should have <laughs> dived for. Is he the most random? Is, well, is he going to go down as one of the like one of those trivia questions? Like, I can't remember who it was, but I think in twenty eighteen or nineteen, they always have under especially Madden and Ross. They've always had a, one random start in the starting lineup every single opening day, and I think Miles Masturboni is going to be twenty twenty three's version of the random. Who was the guy? Was I'm the, trying to think. What's yes, his name? you know exactly who I'm thinking yes, of right 2018 now. 2018 or 19. Yes, God, it was 19. It. it was in Texas. It was in Texas yes. in 2019. Oh, my God. Speak. Well, you think of it. Speaking of which, the Rangers and Cubs, I'll make an announcement while Ben is thinking of it or looking it up. I'm looking it, it up. It, so the last time – no, this was not the last time. The, wait, it actually might have been. No, we must. We probably played them at Wrigley later that year probably, right? I don't, this no, you only played there once, yeah. Yeah, I think this is the last yeah. time – so the last time the Cubs and Rangers played, this guy who we're going to find out the name of in a couple minutes is uh, was there. But you know who will be there the, the next time the Cubs and Rangers play on Saturday? That's right. It's a 120 podcast field trip. Just like we plugged a couple weeks ago live on the show, we actually bought tickets this time. So we actually have to do it. We can't back out now. So Ben and I will be there on Saturday um, for anyone interested. Join us in the in the fun. Did not at the one. The guy I'm still trying to find it. Not at 120 though. At 305. No, 305. <laughs> <laughs> the one. The one game this year. The one uh, day game this year that they don't play at 120. 
I'm looking at. I'm trying to find it right now. It's, it would be Texas. Was it 19? I'm pretty sure it was 19. It was a most. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I found. Or it would have been 2018 in Miami. It could have been that too. No, it was 2019. Mark Zagunas. Yeah, Zagunas. Yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness. That's what is 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 Miles Masterboni quickly becoming the next Mark Zagunas? A hundred percent. Yeah, that's why there's one of them. When I saw Zagunas. <laughs> When when I saw Zagunas in the lineup yesterday, I literally thought, excuse me, Zagunas, Mastroboni. Yeah. Weird names. I literally <laughs> thought of Zagunas. I just couldn't think of his damn name. I just was like, oh my God, this reminds me of that rando that started in left field. Didn't he start in left field because Schwarber was start, started in triple A? Uh, Hap did. Maybe Hap. Yes, it was Hap. It was Hap. Yeah. Um, who was the random of there was a random of 2018, I want to say too. I'm looking at it now. It was remember this game and we lost 2 1 in Miami. Hap hit a home run in the very first at bat of the game. I just had that roster up too. I'm trying who was who was the rando on that team? Or was I don't know. There was a random on that one too. There's always a random in every in every starting roster. Maybe we'll just we'll just take our wins if we can get them and, and we got Marcus Agunas through some research. So I'm looking at the Cubs 2018 opening day. We are completely off. The, we are going crazy right now. I, love I don't it. care. Yeah. But, we were over exaggerating about the opening weekend. People were probably sick of it. Yeah. You know what? You know what, guys? Yeah. We're fine. We played Cincinnati yeah. Reds for three games. <laughs> um, That's going to bite me in the ass, isn't it? Yep. I'm looking at the Cubs 25 man roster for opening day. I think it's, I forgot that he was with us for like two years while he was hurt. And then he went to Atlanta. I forgot Drew Smiley was with us for like mm-hmm. two years. Mm-hmm. What well, looking at these pitchers is hilarious. I thought you were going to talk about the offense. I thought you were going to give me a Daniel Descalso no. shout out. Oh, I hate that guy. Least favorite Cub of all time. Um, He's playing on like the Savannah Bananas alumni team now. Really? Yeah, like they had like they did like the Savannah Bananas posted on TikTok like uh, who's playing in our like Legends game and like the Babe Ruth of the team was Johnny Damon and everyone else was like a career, like probably 200 hitter for, and, and you know, they're, they have, they have lots of more MLB games than you and I ever will. So I, I want to give them their flowers, but it was like Daniel Descalso and a bunch of other randoms and all the comments were like, wow, legends. Like, <laughs> I, I will never hate a player more than I hated Daniel Descalso. You have a deep rooted hate for Daniel Descalso. Oh yeah. It's, it's just, it roots with my friends. We just like, because for some reason we we would always do this like literally what we're doing right now like random cub we would do random cub and White Sox player right and Daniel Descalso just was a consistently just awful hitter that continued he was like for he was he wasn't like uh the boogeyman of the Cubs because of like Larry Garcia was for the White Sox but Daniel Descalso was Larry Garcia for a single season because Joe Madden just continued to put him in the lineup every single time. He was the anti-John Jay. Yes, John Jay. <laughs> John Jay was walking he, positive, walking hit, the original walking hit. I like John Jay a lot. I think that might be – is that the random player you were thinking of? No, because he he was at least around for long enough. I'm just looking at some of these pitchers. This is completely opposite. This is still the 2018 team that opened up in Miami. Walking IL stint, Brandon Morrow. <laughs> Tyler I love, that, I love that walking blank has become part of your vocabulary. <laughs> Tyler Chatwood. Brian Dunsing. Tyler Chatwood. Eddie Butler. 
Um, and then just a couple of the World Series guys, Quintana, whatnot. Justin Wilson is another to to tie it up with a bow guy. with what we opened the show with. I guess we've changed we've changed our answer. It wasn't 2015 at our favorite year. It was 2018 apparently with with that roster, and then losing the season in two days at the end of the year. Yeah, you want to maybe my least favorite seasons of my yeah, life. Right? No, 19 was 19. Made me want to pull my hair out. The only the only part about 19 that was fun was Nick Castellanos and, and uh, Daniel Murphy. Oh yeah. Yep. All right. Well, that's uh, that's our edition of the 125 for today. We're gonna wrap this one up. That we did, we did our recap. We, what'd you say? Let's plug some things really quick. Okay, plug it. Um, go follow the 120 Twitter page. Um, yep. we've been doing live tweets as much as possible. Um, I was on a camera today in center field. So if they were slacking, it's because the Cubs uh went cold and Julian Merriweather gave up five runs and the birds um, won and the birds won. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I'm we're we're making graphics and stuff like that, so we're we're moving up in the world. I, I'm I think I made some pretty cool Justin Steele, Marcus Stroman graphics. So mm-hmm. yeah, I was gonna say myself Ben's been making back. some graphics. Gonna pat um, myself on the back for that one. We've been we've been both trying to tweet, although Ben took care of a lot of that this weekend. I have been tagging 120 Pod in almost all of my Cub suites in my personal account, and I know you've been doing similar things. We're seeing some growth on Twitter, which is a good thing. Yeah, for sure. That's that's where. You're gonna find majority of the Cubs fans to come here. So um Yep. And who knows? If if you're new to listening, welcome. Yeah. Um, so, true. We might have had newbies this week. So that's I promise you, usually we get more in depth with actual current Cubs talk, but you know, random cub is good TV sometimes too. Yeah, just we 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 can bust balls about random cub because we're not overreacting no. that much. No. Um not, not yet. If we get swept by the Cincinnati Reds, though we might have to have an emergency podcast before we light the room on fire on the red line on the way to the on game the on Saturday, line. which I, I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you what your plan was, but actually we shouldn't, we shouldn't say on air so people can track us. I'll just get, I'll see you there. Well, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll find each other at the game and we'll, we'll yeah. sit next to each other and get some hot dogs. And I wanted the bleachers, but the bleachers, I mean, my dad said it best. The bleachers were, I want to say they were 25 when I checked on Wednesday. And then when I checked on Friday, they were up to 47. And my, my dad's like, they got to win. <laughs> no, literally that's what happened. Yeah. And during the, during the broadcast on Thursday, they showed that the giveaway is going to be the, uh, the beanie. So people probably got excited. Let's get there early. I'm I'm excited for that beanie. I want it's going yeah. to be my new hat. I want my beanie. I believe it. And you got a you got a brand new Dansby jersey that came in that you you got to show off at the game. I'm excited for that. So wait, we got four games. So we'll have. I don't know. I'm confused because we play three games in a. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So Thursday we'll have off. So it goes. Yep, Tyone. Tyone okay. will be the starter that day. Okay. Good. Assuming nothing crazy happens. Well, it wasn't the best day of his career today, but ultimately he only had, what, like three earned runs, and then it was really Merriweather. So um, we will hope for the best against the Texas Rangers, self-proclaimed American League team of Benjamin Hootie. I guess that means if we're doing all our American League teams, I'll see you at a Raisin Cubs game. Let's do it. We'll have to see. Well, we'll get through this one first. Maybe we'll maybe we'll try and do one a month, or maybe maybe we start getting paid to do the podcast. We can do one a month. <laughs> that works, too. I love that idea. <laughs> Well, thanks for listening to this edition of the 120 pod. If you run into us at the game on Saturday, um, be nice. Thank you. Go Cubs.